0: back it's jokerman the podcast about bob dylan the artist in the darkest days of his life um (laughs) bob dylan um starring in a film in 1986 i guess he was working on it in 86 came out in 87 and it's called you already know it's called hearts of fire it's a famous movie that um (laughs) i'm sure you've seen uh but (laughs) <laughs> In case you haven't, we're going to just talk about it. Um, and uh, I'm Evan, and of course, as always, Ian is here. But we, we're also joined by uh, Betsy Wright of the fabulous and uh, rip-roaring rocking group called X-Hex. And uh, we uh, couldn't be happier to discuss one of the great works of cinema <laughs> um, with her.
1: Hi, guys.
2: Hello. Uh yes, we're we're back at it. Um and you know, if you if you thought we were at the the deepest darkest moment of Bob's career previously and down on the groove, you you ain't seen nothing yet with Hearts of Fire. Uh a a 1987 American musical drama uh starring Bob Rupert Everett and the one and only Fiona. Um you know I don't know what there is to say uh uh on this one besides it is it is absolutely a movie and and bob is is without a doubt in it um yeah <laughs>
1: he's definitely in it he's and he's a main character he's not he's you know he has a bigger role
2: he's a little more present in this one than he is in uh in Pat Garrett alias. Yeah, alias exactly with the with the hat.
1: Yeah, he was just getting his feet wet with the acting. Yeah.
2: Didn't really end up going too much further with that, unfortunately. Or maybe fortunately.
1: So you guys haven't done Ronaldo and Clara?
2: We haven't, no. We were we were going to do Ronaldo and Clara, but then we were like, and I I don't have the patience for four and a half hours of watching that and then yeah. I, I've never actually seen it. Have you have you watched it?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, a lot.
2: How was it? <laughs> a lot. Um,
1: well, it's awesome because you don't have to watch it in chronicle. It's to me, it's like atmospheric. Also, it's like I could put it on and do other stuff, and just you know, just I love Rolling Thunder. So then there's all these performances, right? On it, and and I love the dialogue. It's like, and it's there's no. You, you don't have to watch it in chronological order. So you can start it. You can start it in the middle. You can watch the ending. It's you great.
2: Of let it wash over you.
1: You're going to love it. I really think you should, you should experience, you should okay. really sink your teeth in.
2: <laughs> we will, we will get there eventually. This, this movie is,
0: uh, is really all about Bob Dylan. It's about, uh, what's this character's name actually? Um, Oh, Parker, Billy, Billy Parker,
3: Billy Parker. Parker. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and <laughs> one of the weirdest things about it is like that the song that they pick for Bob Dylan's character, Billy Parker, uh, his hit song uh, in the film.
1: You mean
0: the usual?
3: The, the usual. usual. I love the usual.
0: <laughs> uh, I suppose we should just like give a brief like intro. I mean, this is probably gonna be a shorter episode. Just warning you, listener. But um, the 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 setup of the movie we 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 are in a small town. Do you remember what it's called? Uh, anybody?
1: I don't know if they ever in- said.
2: I think they do say it, I but do. I don't remember. It's somewhere in like Pennsylvania or something. Like Dubuque? No, Dubuque is not in Pennsylvania. I don't know. It's some like you know little nowhere, girl. Nowheresville, and yeah, in like yeah, Pennsylvania or something.
0: Yeah. Anyway, this this girl um, who uh, just is playing in bars and like trying to get a band together, like Molly
2: Maguire. Molly
0: is playing in bar in a bar, just like in this Nowheresville town and the town also happens to uh play host to a former rock star idol uh in in the shape of a very haggard a very shit just looks bad looks
2: unhealthy absolute dog shit looking bob
0: bob playing billy parker um and uh he uh it, it's really sort of a a play on the um on on the a star is born formula Um, right
1: definitely it's like backwards yes
0: (laughs) um there's also sort of like a bono type figure but we'll we'll get into that um uh i mean we're i think that the fun gimmick for this episode will really just be us trying to piece together our impressions of this film because i don't know what, what what would even be the point of just like reading the synopsis what do we remember
2: yeah Yeah. um betsy you got anything for us
1: um well i well actually because we were going to talk about this i i watched it i had actually tried to find this on dvd about a year ago and i couldn't find it anywhere i wanted to own it (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, I couldn't find it. It must be out of print, uh, which, I, which is crazy to me. But yeah, I watched it on Amazon, and um, it at, at the beginning I was thinking, wow, this is really watchable. Um, and 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 the you know all the scenes with Bob, I mean, anything he does when he's acting, or it's just you want to see it because it's there's something going on that is crazy you know he's like right there's just something compelling about it no matter how bad he his a song is or his acting is you just want to watch you, you just want to it's
0: you just want to watch it there's not that many movies with him in it and so like there's really what four four or five films that bob dylan is really in um you got Billy the Kid, Back here and the Billy Billy the Kid. Yeah, the small you've got, role. You've got uh, Mast and Anonymous, which we'll, we'll, well touch on. Uh, and uh, we have this one. I mean, that's it for fiction. Uh, and Bernardo and Clara, which we actually is our biggest oversight in terms of like an episode we didn't do. Yeah, I'm
1: shocked. You guys haven't. We were just talking about we've... that.
0: We've, we've caught some heat for it. <laughs> we were
2: failing.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, well, I mean there's a lot. He's he's really in uh two-thirds of the film. He's he really takes up a huge amount. I, I have to admit, there's a whole section where he that he's not in, you know, l- later on when it's just uh Fiona and the Rupert Everett character right. having their romance and Bob is like out of the country. They're in England and he's back in his barn or whatever.
0: Miraculously becomes a farmer.
1: Yeah, well he inherited that house from his uncle, right? right? So so like
0: I guess we should just set up the very beginning of the movie is uh you got Molly and she's playing in this uh shitty bar with her group. Um she's like really got her sights set on big things for her career uh billy porter billy parker <laughs>
3: he comes up and
0: uh, he plays a song with her and she's like really charmed and she's got she's fun i mean fiona has kind of this like ditzy like sort of valley girl vibe that is like kind of charming um she's
2: very she's very eager
0: yeah and and bob dylan looks like a looks like an ad for like Maybe like you got
2: mesothelioma at your workplace, and, and it's he's- like
1: health-wise, he seems like he's, something's wrong.
2: Yeah, he's yeah he he he's back to like looking gray, like he. Did. But he's also
0: got blonde hair, like frizzy, bleached blonde yeah,
1: the hair. The
2: hair it's, it's like it's blonde in some light, but it's also gray in others. It, yeah,
1: I think that's the main problem is that that color is not flattering for his skin.
0: He's very no. gaunt. And um, he's, uh, he's like, meets up with her or like he like, talk- she like talks to him and they end up having this sort of like dalliance, like a flirtation where he, he, they go skinny dipping together or, or she that wants was- to go well, skinny he, dipping.
1: Yeah, he actually, she does, she, she takes his clothes off and he just jumps in with all his clothes on. And you're thinking, "Oh my God, I'm about to see Bob Dylan naked."
2: Unfortunately, no.
1: but not at all. No. You're
0: about to see Bob Dylan do something which is like classically Bob Dylan, which is like so weird, and just like jumping into like a a pond in just like wearing leather and cowboy then, boots, and then just like getting out immediately like
1: and he's not they're not even wet. He's just not even yeah, he's, he's just after. completely
2: dry in the next scene. Yeah, yeah. That that was one of my just just to unpack this a little bit and maybe talk about some of the confounding elements of this movie. Like, it, it, was that supposed to be the beginning of some sort of courtship romance between the two of them at the beginning? Because that we then we then veer off in a completely different direction. You know, a few minutes later. That's
0: just how you start a relationship, and I'm surprised you didn't know that.
2: You just, you just like, you neg someone at a bar and then make them uh, skinny dip in front of you? It was her idea. It was her idea. Yeah. Yeah. Was it her idea? She said, do
1: you want to go skinny dipping? Yeah. She, it was completely her idea. Hey, Parker, where are we going? England.
3: I want to go swimming. You want to go skinny dipping with me, Parker? Skinny dipping? They used to have fish in here.
0: So, He's like, right. what? Okay. And then they, <laughs> they do it. And then, I mean, uh w- w- what happens next? I also is- don't
2: understand it, cause it's still at that beginning at the, the very first shot or the very first scene is Bob in the bar watching them perform and like, he's just hanging out in the back. And then after that, Molly runs out and like, you know, kind of fangirls over him in front of his mm-hmm. truck. Um, and Bob is like very standoffish and calls her a groupie. Yeah. And then, like the next scene, he just like goes back to the bar and gets up there and plays the usual with them. So like it just it doesn't make any sense at all. You
0: said it. He was nagging her. He was just being rude to sort of like not not be uh, made a fool of. And uh, uh, I guess so. He 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 explains that his story is like he has sort of ex- escaped the the trap. As he will later put it of stardom, and he's just mm-hmm. living in this bum town at a place his like relative uh it, he inherited from a relative and um so you one gets the impression he's bored and he's just kind of like showing up, sees this pretty girl and is' like something is sparked within him where he he decides this i'm gonna make her my my muse. Or Our
1: protege or something.
0: Yeah, kind of takes takes her under his his creepy little little <laughs> emaciated wing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but the real—I mean—the thing about it is that he doesn't come off like it, that creepy. No. To I mean, he kind of you know really cares about her, and they kind of have this friendship.
2: Right.
0: And I I think you were sort of speculating like whether or not this movie thinks Bob Dylan's character is cool or not. Right. I don't know, what do you think, Betsy? Do you think he's like supposed to be cool or like supposed to be like a faded?
1: I do. I think he is, and especially cuz when you get later in the film you have this young rock star, Rupert Everett this the English Bono guy, and he right. once he hears Billy Parker is in town doing a show in London, he invites him. He he he's a huge fan and invites him to come to the studio, and then you know gets involved with them. So, so obviously, like he's was some sort of legend before
0: yeah. a Bob Dylan type character. I just wonder if yeah. it's, if Bob Dylan himself was hip to this idea that like the character he'd be playing is meant to be like an over the hill washed up star. I guess he understood that, but in the movie, I mean, what do we have to say about Bob Dylan's performance? Cause it's, <laughs> how would you describe it?
2: Uh, um, um, anesthetized he doesn't seem totally and maybe this is just him uh, being like uh, on on the same screen with uh, with Fiona who was so <laughs> who was so deeply eager and invested in all of this a hundred percent of the time he just uh, he doesn't seem like he's fully there or fully with it for for a lot of this um, not that he's necessarily reading off cue cards although some lines definitely have that kind of sound to them uh, it's just He's just sort of sleepwalking through it and like, and the the music, the music scenes, like when he's on stage playing with her are just like, like, he's not even, not even close to the, 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 yeah, the
1: I noticed his lip syncing was, it, was really bad. It's,
2: it's, yeah. Not even close. He doesn't even look like he cares about trying to, you know, act like he's invested in it. Um, I don't know. I'm not as not as big a fan of this performance as I was of the alias performance in uh, in Pat Garrett.
0: Where that performance seems to do like trade well off of Bob Dylan's merc- mercurial uh, weirdness, right? Exactly. This this is like a part that actually requires an actor, and I don't know that uh, Bob too... Dylan was up to that. Um, his
1: screen time he has too much, too big of a role to get by on just his the quirkiness in a way although
0: it it's what but, makes the movie like fun at all oh I think, it's the is...
1: only reason to to consider watching it
0: yeah <laughs> yeah um there's a, an amazing moment when he he says something that really shocked me which is he's talking to fiona's character in the truck he's like it's around when he's telling her like come to london with me which of course she ends up doing and um he he says, I'm always saying something stupid. Huh? I always talking without thinking, right?
3: You know, I guess I was known I was never one of them rock and roll singers that was going to win any Nobel Prize. Is that what you call it Nobel Prize?
0: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I know. I didn't remember that. Which is like f- shocking that that happened, that he says that. It also is so weird because no rock star has ever won a Nobel Prize. And he's the, the, the only one who thought. ever did.
1: I know. It's like, it's not like it's a thing that rock stars were winning Nobel Prizes.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> so extra like creepy that he would, and, very weird. Prescient to have that line in there.
1: Well, I had the feeling that he improvised some Every- lines. <laughs> because definitely i mean I, I noticed he wasn't i don't think he wrote the screenplay or anything but i some of the lines were just so him
0: mm-hmm. you want some eggs when he says <laughs> that <laughs> at the end of the film toward the end he becomes a farmer of eggs right um, he has a
1: seems to maybe. have a, a lot, lot of eggs, of eggs. In the
2: fridge. yeah <laughs> You want some eggs that actually made me like I, I legitimately laughed at that, like assuming that was supposed to be a comedic moment, which I think it was like that actually connected for me. Um, one of one of just a few moments of intentional comedy that work in this uh, in this movie. One other thing that is sort of confounding to me, you know, when when Bob after after Bob and Fiona have uh, sort of met cute um, uh, at the beginning and before they they jet off to London. Um, there's this will, will she, won't she aspect of, of Fiona getting on the bus with Bob to to uh, accompany him on the journey, and Bob uh, appears to threaten a bus driver and pretend as if he's sticking a gun in his neck to but it's make a the bus drive. But it's a harmonica but he does this to make the bus driver pull over to allow Fiona onto the bus, <laughs> and then they just go on yeah. as if nothing happens. The bus driver doesn't file a report. Or... Is that just what it was like in 1987? Yeah. Like, you just do that?
1: And also the um, the hotel room scene where he trashes the hotel room.
2: Confounding.
0: I read a review of uh, this movie on uh, Letterboxd uh, where somebody said... Of that scene where he trashes the hotel room, he trashes the hotel room because the the Bono esque character is sort of like encroaching uh, upon Fiona's character. They're they're having a love romance and uh, love connection. <laughs> and uh, a, a tight connection to to their heart. Somebody <laughs> described the scene where he destroys the hotel room as being like Mr. Burns like, like from <laughs> The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> that, like that's like <laughs> which is is like totally his body type and uh he then is he punches the what is the character that um rupert everett plays his name
2: james cole
0: james cole he oh wow yeah he, he punches him out in a very like in a way that feels like physically impossible because of his weight <laughs> um although Bob Dylan was boxing at this time, so, like, maybe he had that, uh, one, he had that, I don't know what the boxing terminology is.
2: The jab or the 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 hook or something? Yeah. Jab, the hook.
0: Old man
1: string?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was in that, uh, that boxing ring that Ian was telling us about, uh, down in In, Santa Monica. uh,
1: Venice, or, yeah, under the coffee shop.
2: Are you aware of that also?
1: Yes, yeah, Sean, he, Yeah. I heard about it through someone who heard about it from Sean Penn. So it's real, but I, you can't, the coffee shop, you can't get to it. You can't get to the boxing gym through the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Cause I looked into it.
0: You can only do it if you're really special. You're <laughs>
1: Definitely.
0: I, I want to do a challenge for you. Um, Betsy, can you, can you tell me the plot from beginning to end of this movie? Best as you remember.
1: It. Um, okay. All right, here it goes. I'll try. Um, so yes, we we established in the beginning Fiona is an aspiring musician. She's performing in a bar. Billy Parker happens to be there that night because he's just out to have a drink. He's bored, he's bitter. He's watching the performance. I think he's thinking, no, oh, she's pretty good. But then he leaves. She comes as she sees him in the audience while she's performing and is completely starstruck. Goes out to the truck, um, and they have an interaction. But yeah, he leaves. But then he then comes back the next night. He comes back. Okay, he comes back uh, the next night, and she. And this time he he gets up on stage and does the usual with them, which is apparently a song that they do. This ba- her band does. On a regular basis
3: because
2: right. it's yes. like a
1: classic in the
2: all in all time, like a hotel, California. Yeah, exactly. Kind of classic.
1: Exactly. And then um, they seem to hit it off after that. They start hanging out. He has to go to London to do a show. Um, and it appears that he's like, maybe it's just for the money. It's like a one off gig in London. Doesn't appear to have played for a really long time. Goes there, auditions a bunch of musicians to put a band together there just for this show.
2: Which is that, is that how it ever works? That you fly to a place and then audition a band for a one-off show like that?
1: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, if it was a thing, it doesn't, I don't think it is now.
2: Not a thing anymore, yeah.
1: <laughs> but he, um... Yeah, finds and he doesn't care. He just he. They're coming in. They're not good. He says, you know, okay, you're fine. You'll do. You'll do. He just obviously doesn't care about this show. He gets on stage. There's nobody there. You know, the band sucks. Then Fiona gets on, and this is the Star Is Born kind of thing. That and she's just captivating, and everybody loves her. And then. um, you know, and she she happens to be a big fan of this English rock star named James Holt. James Holt, that's his name? Cole, Cole. I think
0: it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> She's outside, and he walks by at one point, and is a fan fan girl over, and he ignores her pretty much. But then Jay, uh, he is a fan of of Billy Parker. Here's they're in town, invites him to the recording studio, and Bob goes, "Well, why doesn't he come here?" You know, and he's he's. <laughs> But then he, they end up going, and then they end up sort of at going to his house, and somehow, how does he become? He hears Fiona sing. I think he must be. Maybe he goes to, to a show they do, and he and he thinks she's fantastic. So mm-hmm. he says, "I want to do your record. I want to produce your record." Those guys, Billy and Fiona, sort of move into his mansion in the countryside out there. It looks like John and Yoko's house, and then. and they they do they're doing fiona's record and she's saying i need you here billy you know and i think she feels indebted to him because she didn't have any sort of career before she kind of latched on him and then he's saying you don't need me here i'm leaving i hate this scene you're gonna be trapped you're gonna you know you're gonna find out
0: can I just stop you briefly? Because I'm so impressed that you remembered any of this. Yeah, this
2: is this is a <laughs> stunning recollection. This is way better than I would have been able to explain it.
0: And I, and I honestly, I feel so sad. St- I don't want to. I don't want you to have to go through the rest of it. <laughs>
1: well, I will say. So then Bob Dylan leaves. He Billy Parker goes back to the states, and it's, it's this whole romance between her, the English guy, and Fiona, and. And at this point, I start fast forwarding because I'm thinking, okay, Bob, this movie is unwatchable unless Bob is in it. So, and right. there's a good 45 minutes of this love affair. Chunk.
0: And let's let's not forget the 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 segment which I really has no effect on the story other than just being like added drama, where a blind woman who has followed the group, the 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 Rupert Everett characters group. For like many tours. Oh my God. appears yes. at this show and he's like, I think she's good luck. I always like to see her as just being part of the group, just following the band. <laughs> he's
1: a real like Russell Brand character.
0: Like in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, yeah. Then she, this blind woman is only there to show up and shoot herself in the head.
1: Yeah, in the dressing room.
2: Does that does that happen often, uh, Betsy? Uh, in in, uh, in yeah, the rock it happens world. Uh, all the
1: it happens all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it was also <laughs> no, it was also on the heels of him saying them saying someone had thrown themselves off a balcony at one of his shows. So people are so passionate about him that, that they kill themselves. They're just killing
3: themselves. The first time I played Chicago, a girl threw herself off the balcony
1: right in front of us.
0: We get the impression that Dylan's character has like seen, you know, countless people die yeah. <laughs> and it's like, he's, that's why he's just enchanted in, a, in rock startup. He's like too many people, exactly. Like, too many people have thrown their lives away from me. I can't hand, I can't have it on my conscience anymore. <laughs> uh So then after that, uh, of course, Fiona returns to the States. Uh, They're on tour and they're ending up playing. He's, she's playing with Rupert Everett and they are back in, uh, whatever in, uh, yeah. In, um, Springfield Springfield. and, uh, (laughs) they, uh, they're back there to play the show and she visits Bob who is like not wearing pants. And she's like, you better zip up your pants. Am I remembering that? Uh, Correctly, I think so. Anyway, he's like, "You want some eggs?" Because he has so many eggs. She's upset. uh, Well, she's
1: upset because he left the tour. The Russell Brand guy leaves the tour after that girl shoots herself because, and he doesn't say goodbye. He just leaves, so she's pissed. Okay,
0: right? Because he's so traumatized.
1: Yeah, and she goes to Bob, and she's all like. Upset, and then ends up sleeping in his barn. But the best scene, the redeeming scene of the movie, mm-hmm. he goes out to the barn in the morning and with his acoustic guitar, and sings this a couple more years, mm-hmm. and says, "You know, this is a song I've been I've been writing, working on, but I haven't finished right. it this yet." And like something. obviously, it's about her. And but this the version, it's so refreshing after hearing all this. Trash this, music. <laughs> There's trash from Down in the Groove and all this overproduced stuff in the movie is horrible stuff and then you hear oh it's like oh it's it's Bob Dylan mm-hmm. and it's like it's really great um,
2: performance. It's better, it's better than the usual. We can give it that much. A real downer. A real dog. She appears to break up with
1: the English guy and kind of Imply that she is in love with Billy Parker, but it's very ambiguous, and it, it kind of leaves you because she says that in the beginning she's twenty years old. I think.
2: I think she's eighteen. She's eighteen.
1: Oh, oh God! Oh God!
2: Wow. Now I clocked oh that at the, at the at the skinny dip <laughs> uh, oh at the skinny dip scene, and Bob at this Bob at this time, yeah. he was nineteen eighty-seven. So, four, no, he was born in forty-one. This was eighty-seven. So he was forty-six. Okay.
1: okay. Well. It's not, I mean, they keep it from being scandalous. I think it. they really keep it innocent feeling.
2: Yeah. As innocent as innocent, it
0: can be. Yeah. As innocent as it can be. I, I, another thing I loved about, uh, one, well, one thing I liked about the movie is like the very beginning when, uh, Molly is working at a toll booth, um, on a freeway, uh, Someone on a motorcycle comes up and she's listening to a song performed by yeah. uh, by james uh, by James whatever and it's tainted love yeah. It's like as if he's written tainted love and um <laughs> it- and he he goes he su- he says like this guy this song sucks," and then she's like, it's by don't you know it's by that guy <laughs> and he's like, that guy sucks." And she's like, use that! Anyway, that's a highlight. <laughs> I just want to um, note that the director of this film, sadly, um, uh, Richard Mark Marquand, he uh, famously directed uh, Return of the Jedi. I noticed that. And he also died of a stroke at 49 before this movie was released. Whoa. And uh, one has to wonder if this production was the factor. Put him over the edge. So Bob Dylan like the character uh in the film and like uh like like what's what's the other character's name, the Bono guy? James Cole. Like James Cole. Um Bob Dylan potentially has a life on his hands. He has blood on his hands for uh being being such a star that <laughs> That a life was torn asunder. Um, Just like that blind woman who shoots herself in the head in the green room in in this film. Um, R.I.P. Richard Marquand. Marquand.
1: I just wanted to say, if you're looking for supplementary material on Hearts of Fire, I did come across an interview, and it's like 15 minutes long, that somebody did with Bob in his trailer on the set.
0: Oh, yes. We've we've referenced this before. It's it's actually pro- probably a better film than the movie Hearts of Fire. It's yeah, it's, it's
1: so really good. worth watching. Yeah, really worth watching. Uh,
0: this 1986 interview where where Bob is, I think, justifiably combative with uh, this. It's it's it
1: really harkens back to the press conference
0: days mm-hmm. because that guy interviewing him, this British guy this hack journalist is like asking the same type of goofy questions like why what makes you decide when to talk to somebody and when not to and then Just Bob, ridiculous Bob goes uh oh, you think I'm talking now <laughs> which is really great um <laughs>
1: But that's on the set, right? That is on yeah, the set no, that's, of that's the movie. Yeah, that's that's in
0: production. Yeah. There's also a in great costume, part. In costume, maybe a, a great moment from that, which is like four parts on YouTube, where he's talking to some kids.
1: Oh, about rat? He goes, "Do you like rats?"
0: And they ask for a, an autograph, and he says, "Baby, yeah, like heavy metal. metal. Like who?
1: Jesus Christ, Ozzy,
3: Not like Oh yeah, you like Ozzy? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: How, about
3: How about rat? How
1: about rat? Smith.
3: Try
0: I get your autograph? Maybe. <sighs> to, like, to like an eight year old. Classic. Um, thank you so much, Betsy Wright. And um, to all the listeners who might want to watch this movie, um, don't.
1: Don't. <laughs> Just fast forward. Just know that you're going to have, it's okay to fast forward through when yeah, Bob's not exactly I yeah,
2: just cut it down it's it's a cool 45 minutes if you just stick with the Bob stuff that's all you need
1: yeah not a huge commitment
0: yeah and uh you know
2: you could also
0: just cut that down shave that down to just like the three seconds where he goes he um, wants some eggs <laughs> <laughs> and uh you'd get like 90 percent of what's great about this this movie hearts of fire from 1986 uh Thank you.
1: Thank you, guys. Thank you so thank, much. Thank fun. you,
2: Betsy. I hope uh, Palm Springs clears up a little bit uh, with the uncharacteristic rain. No-
1: thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Well, it's good for the California so. to have some literally, rain.
2: literally November it's rain. It's
0: good for the great state of California. Yeah. Um. Thank you again, and uh, Jokerman. Jokerman,
1: thank you, Jokerman. Well, i got a couple more
3: years on you, babe, and that's all. I've had more chances to fly and more places to fall. Ain't that I'm wiser? I've just spent more time with my back to the wall. I picked up a couple more years on you, babe, and that's all. Well, but I've been down. For a couple more years on you, babe, and that's all. I wrote that for you. Never finished it. You should. You want some eggs?